Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I'm your host, Laura Reeves. And I'm excited, you guys. Our friend Patty Strand from National Animal Interest Alliance is back with us today. And Patty and I were just talking about this. One of the things that can happen sometimes when you get frustrated in the world is you just kind of walk away from something. And we think that being involved in elections and politics and knowing stuff is more important now than ever. And we're not here to tell you who to vote for or how to vote or anything else. We're here to give you information so that you can be more involved in the electoral process and make a difference. That's right. Excellent. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Yes. All right, guys. Are you planning your next litter of puppies? Or maybe you just finished your foundation bitch and you're ready to start health testing. Embark, creator of the highest rated dog DNA tests on the market, offers specialized testing just for breeders. And while they're offering a few different tests, only the Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit was made to provide breed-relevant disease screening for your purebred dogs. It includes traits testing, such as coat color and body size, DLA diversity testing, breed ancestry, easy-to-download OFA submission reports, and the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program, including me, through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK to take $20 off a full-priced Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK. Patty, I mean, one of the things that I think is really valuable that you bring to the table is that you have for 30 years been involved in talking to elected officials, talking to them about dog stuff, learning how to talk to them, learning how to be successful in talking to them and learning, you know, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly in every single thing in life. And that counts for elected people as well, right? I would agree. Yes. Yes, (laughs) So how are we, the voters, the dog owners who want to impact our world in a way that is important to us to learn about the good, the bad, and or the ugly? (laughs) You know, it's funny, I'll be in a meeting or a group of people and they'll say, hey, could you just write down, tell me what I need to do? And it's like, no, you can't do that. Everything that we do is so individual. But to your bigger point at the very beginning, you said that you think we need to be involved. And I just could not agree more. There's a bunch of old sayings. One is that we all wind up with the government we deserve if we don't participate. And the other thing is that if you don't participate, you will wind up being governed by inferiors. And that's a fact. I think one of the most startling things to me back in about 1990, 91, when I started visiting legislatures, 
you know, kind of regularly, was to find out who was there. I do not have a negative idea about politics overall, or I couldn't participate in this. I have to stay open-minded and right. consider the possibility that some of the people who are there, and it's true, some of the people I've met are very sincere. They care very deeply, mm-hmm. but they have not heard from us is the big problem. But going back to what I said about 1990 was that I met person after person who didn't seem to represent not only me, but anybody I knew. And in many cases, if you went back to your graduating class in high school or even further back to sixth grade or seventh grade, the kid that was sticking the gum under the desk is the guy that was there. I mean, it's just a terrible thing to say, but shocking, really a revelation because mm. I had a sense that most of the people in government, most of the politicians were very sincere and hardworking and highly intelligent. And it's just not the case. They're just like any other group of people. Good, bad, and ugly. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, just like you said. The biggest thing, though, is to figure out how to get access, because usually when we're facing legislation, most of the people in our group don't know anybody. And they don't know anybody because they haven't taken advantage of moments like now, which is an election season. There are all kinds of opportunities right now, if people don't know anyone in politics, to become involved, get to know a few people. And of course, you know, again, going back to your larger point, it's about voting. It's about actually being involved in the process. But right now, while you have an election season, there are a number of different ways that people can get involved. If you see somebody's campaign that's interesting to you, you can go to their website. You can, you know, study them a little more and study a lot of different politicians and not just at the state level or federal level, but locally. Look at yes. your city council, your county commissions. And in mm-hmm. Portland, we have from the tri-county area, we have something called Metro. Look at all of those candidates and, you know, do some do some sleuthing, educate yourself, develop a political IQ. Yes. So where are the kind of places that you do that, right? Like, Everybody wants to learn their politics on Facebook these days. And I just think that's a terrible idea. (laughs) I really do. I think it's a terrible idea. So talk to us about suggested places that you would go to research someone's opinion on X, Y, or Z. Well, many times in our community, the people don't know anybody. They may have some name recognition for president, the senators of their state, their representatives. But you'd be shocked, even among people who are highly intelligent and talk politics, that you see them talking politics. And I'm talking about our community. Right. You ask them, okay, who is your representative? They don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, something that basic, they really don't. So going back to the point about developing your political IQ, you really need to know who's representing you. Because if you don't know who's representing you, they're probably representing somebody else. And that's, of course, the big issue that we had when I first got involved was that the humane, or we call them humaniacs sometimes, the big national fundraising groups that promote so-called humane ideas, usually they have no subject matter expertise, they're just philosophers with a bank account. But anyhow, that was who had educated everybody I talked to because they were there. They were involved. They were in the ring. They were donating money. They were volunteering for campaigns. And they were telling the politicians what they should think about animal issues. So if you're not there, somebody else is going to, if you're not at the table, somebody else will take your place. And it's just absolutely where we are today. Because really in the 30 years that I've been involved, I would say that there is greater involvement now and by quite a bit than there was before. But that means like going from zero to something like 20%. 
I'm serious. I, you no, know, I know. I'm joking. And I mean, I said it in kind of a whimsical way, but it's absolutely true. Our community, they pretty much get engaged when there's a crisis, when the wolf is at the door. When it affects them. If it doesn't affect them, they don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In fact, that's really how I formed NAIA to begin mm -hmm. with. We had a group called Responsible Dog Breeders of Oregon. People were really passionate as long as we had an immediate issue. But holding people together, getting them to come to meetings, a lot of this preceded widespread availability of Internet for people, too. So I was driving the state, you know, going eight hours or five hours in this direction and then back home sometimes. To, and two people would show up. And they did care, but honestly, it's very, very difficult because people have their families, they have their jobs, they have yeah. kids to take care of, they have dog shows on the weekend, they have all the training they have to do, and you're going to add this to their workload. Anyhow, so it is kind of an art form for people to get involved, but the first step to getting involved is deciding that you're going to. And yes. right now, because it's an election season, is the time to make that commitment. Yes, I absolutely agree. Now, I will say one of the few things that I found on Facebook to be useful is I find Facebook Lives from my senators, for example. Right. Ron Wyden just had one not too long ago. This is, you know, we live in the state of Oregon. Ron Wyden is our senior senator. He's very involved in some really critical stuff. And I just happened across it by accident. And he was talking about this bill they just passed about the China competitiveness and the chips and I mean, that was a really useful way to really dial into a very specific issue that he happened to be talking about. Yeah. If you're looking at a specific issue, that's one way to do it. But the big thing I tell people to do is, my God, anybody can get elected that sounds good, that, you know, looks good, comes out of central casting and has just the right look about him. It's just mm -hmm. a fact. So you have to make sure that you check and make sure that the deeds actually match the words. And very often there's a disconnect there. So again, going over the individual records of people, especially on the issues that you care about. That's a great one. And Patty, give us a specific, where are we going to go look for that? Where are we going to find that? I was interested in a couple of votes in Oregon. And so I simply put in keywords for the issues I was interested in and then went and looked at the bills. And this is probably the same case in just about every state. Mm -hmm. I work in multiple states, but you can put the bill number in and you can go right through the history of the bill. You can see who voted for it. And you can see the final text of the bill too, because sometimes it can be really deceiving. A bill can say that it's about one thing, but they can be amended in such a way that the main purpose of the bill is somewhat hijacked. And so mm -hmm. you got to check that out too, because there's a lot of people running on records for passing things that you really wouldn't want them past, but the name of the thing sounded good. So yeah, you can do that. Going back to it being an election season, I think volunteering is really important. Yes. What you get from being involved, and voting was the obvious biggie as far mm -hmm. as being involved is concerned, but volunteering and donating also gets you access. And that's what you're after in politics is access. The ability to talk to people when an issue comes up and have your name be recognized so that you're not just a total stranger to them. They have some idea of who you are and what you stand for. Mm -hmm. And volunteering is a really good way to do that. After you've done your due diligence and figured out who you think might be a good person to represent you, go to their website. If it's a state or federal 
clearly be asking for help. Sometimes at the local level, they aren't asking for as much, but still you can make a phone call, ask him a question just so that they're connected to who you are. But with volunteer, you go to the website and they'll tell you what they need. And everybody has a few minutes that they can spend a week on helping. Now you can do something as simple as promising to deliver 10 yard signs or to deliver bumper stickers to a group that you're involved with, some kind Mm -hmm. of way that you can get the word out that you support them and they can get the materials into a lot of people's hands. There are things that you can do online. There's all kinds of paperwork. Phone banking. That was the thing that one of the times that I was really actively involved, that was a skill set that I felt clearly I can talk, right? So I felt comfortable. And, you know, you just call people. It's hard. I worked telemarketing when I was in college. Trust me, this is not the one that everybody wants to sign up for. But if you have the gift of gab, I know that that is a useful thing. You are just so right on with that. Again, I mentioned earlier that I was in a meeting the other day and somebody said, oh gosh, all this stuff that you're saying sounds really good. Could you just write it down and tell me what to do? No, guess what? You got to learn how to pick up the phone. Even my husband the other day said, well, what is it that you think we should do? Figure it out. You know, nobody knows. There isn't a script for this. But if you're interested and if you want to be involved in politics, you've got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've picked up the phone and dialed numbers. I have no idea what I'm going to say until the person at the other end answers. I mean, I have a general idea that I want to learn a little bit more about their campaign, but I don't have anything scripted. And that's what people have to get used to doing. It's like taking that first step. And it's like, what? So again, that's a really good point, Laura. People don't know what to do. And what they need to do is just do anything they can. Number one, make a phone call. Make a phone call to just engage. Maybe when you get there, you'll talk to somebody that works for the campaign. You'll be turned off and you'll want to call somebody else's number. But politicians pay very close attention to who's volunteering for them and who is donating to them. And you don't have to spend a ton of money. I spend $25 a month. And honestly, you can spend less, but that puts my name into the conversation. And that I think is worth it to me. That's right. And do you spread that out for five people or is that one person that you donate? That's actually for like a political action committee type of thing. Yeah, it's a recurring thing to a group that I'm comfortable with. And so however you do that, it doesn't need to be a big number. That's right. And I think it's really important in this day and age where we all get so mad at ourselves or each other, or there's yelling or all those things. So important to have listening skills (laughs) and conversation skills and be able to answer a question without making it personal. And someone says to you, well, blah, 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 blah. And instead of saying, well, you're such a dum-dum, you know, a better answer might be, well, here's the facts on that particular topic. So that if you can engage with people in a non-confrontational, non-personal attack kind of way. I think the listening skills part is really important. Um, After they pick up the phone, yeah, there'll be a question or two. You will have to identify yourself and you probably will be asked, what are your interests? Why are you calling me? So it's probably good to have something in your head that you can relay at that particular point. But $10 to 10 candidates or to Mm -hmm. five candidates, Mm -hmm. it gets you access. Really, it does. You'll be on the list. You are a donor now. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. 
We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, you guys. If you are part of a national breed club in the U.S. or Canada, I need you to listen up. My partners at Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet, have just launched a super exciting national breed club referral program. I mean, I'm saying you guys have heard me talk about Trupanion's breeder support program before, and this is what gives you access to a special coverage offer for your litters that waives waiting periods for your puppies when you send them home. Now you can partner with Trupanion directly to share this incredible free program with the breeders in your club. And the best part, your club earns sponsorship support in return for every member that joins the program. It's pretty much of a win-win, guys. If you're interested and want to learn more, head to my partner page at puredogtalk.com and click on the link at Trupanion. I think that one of the things that everybody who wants to get in politics or who is going to try to be engaged in politics should answer for themselves is, are you optimistic about the future? Do you have a point of view about politicians in general? That is really going to color everything you do. If you think all politicians are crooks, and a lot of people do. I mean, we have a lot of cynicism in society today. Yeah, this is part of why I wanted to have this conversation, because Right now, it feels so, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody's like a little polarized. And I just feel like one of the ways that we can change that conversation is to be more involved, not less involved, not tune it out, learn more, get involved, be active. I think I was pretty cynical after my first few months in legislation, as I mentioned, (laughs) when I looked around and saw the extreme bell curve that existed there. But over time, it's very interesting. I got involved with a bill. Gosh, I was on the AKC board and I lost track of things. I used to be, you know, on every single bill. And there was a moment in time when I dropped the ball and a really nasty one came in. I think it was in 2008. It was a Humane Society of the United States bill. And it was one I really didn't want to see passed in Oregon. And gosh, we rallied everybody, but we rallied them pretty much after commitments had already been made. We weren't going to win this one, but they created a task force and I participated on the task force and a friend of mine participated with me as well. And she said, gee, you're so polite. You know, I think that she expected that I would be combative, but you also have to know the situation you're in and what's possible at every moment in time. Anyway, long story short, the politician who was involved in that became one of the best advocates for us long-term. We lost that particular round. But for the next 10 years, uh, 12 years or so, he's been on our issues and we were able to educate him. And it was because we did stay in the game. Very, very important. You are going to lose some, especially when you're just starting to get involved because the other side has been involved for so very long. And there's more issues, of course, than the animal rights issue that I deal with so much. But it is sort of primary if you're in the dog fancy. I mean, there are just things that come up very, very routinely, whether it's issues about husbandry or, you know, just Mm. a lot of the things that come up. That impact our lives. I mean, impact our lives granular level. (laughs) Right, right. So what I start to say is that if you're a cynic, maybe you should root for a candidate that is opposing the person you want to defeat rather than getting involved in trying to support a campaign or whatever. Mm. 
But there are good people in both parties, by the way. I started out being very biased. But what tends to happen is whoever the minority party is, is always a lot more attentive because they don't have the votes. They don't have the constituency. Maybe they have more time. And so you might believe that whether it's a Republican or Democrat minority, they will be a little bit more attentive. And you may get the idea that they're just going to be better on your issues than the other side. I have found that there are good people in both parties, and I'll get shot for saying that, but I really have. I truly have. There are good people, no matter what their party affiliation might be. There are good individuals. This goes back to the saying, there's good, bad, and ugly everywhere. And that is a truth. So I am a pragmatist and I am anti-partisanship per se. Clearly, if you have a lot more issues in common with a party that claims to stand for those things, fine, I get that. But that's still more issues oriented. Just, I think that people really get lost when they think they're one of these or one of those because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And anytime a party has too much power for too long, you're going to be disappointed in what you find out they're doing. It's just, that's my sentiment on the subject anyway. It's a very old sentiment that absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, (laughs) and I do, I agree with that. And I think that one of the things that I find most powerful is when I'm able to find a candidate on a topic, whatever the topic may be, and really deep dive into their background into their history, into what they've actually done, not what they've said they've done. Right? Yeah, that's a really cool And as an individual, that matters. It does. We started to talk about earlier the importance of local politicians, like clear down to county clerk sort of thing. And I think that's a really good thing to do. And we also know that federal and state and all these other representatives in our government are currently on what they think of as summer break. And so they come home. So there's going to be town halls. There's going to be places, physical places and virtually that you can go and interact with these candidates. This is especially true again in this election season. They're all holding events in some interesting places too. You can go out and get a hamburger with them. (laughs) You know, they're holding them in pubs and restaurants and so on. So Absolutely. That's something that you need to do. You know, on the access point, the reason you need access is that they don't know your priorities unless you tell them. That is what we run into all the time is that other people have had their ear, other people have had access. Mm -hmm. Going back to what I said earlier about when we started and the money from a lot of the national groups that deal with our issues, they're multi, multi multi-million dollar groups and they spend a great amount of money on lobbying and so on. Money goes so far, the opportunity to virtue signal, you know, this is what happens on the humane issues. Lawmakers feel good to be able to say that, you know, ended some kind of horrible thing that is involved with animals. The other night, by the way, I did a little Zoom call with a woman who runs a grooming shop. And what they're doing in Europe right now with the Animal oh rights gosh. people in Europe is saying that nobody should shave the face of a dog except a veterinary. I mean, crazy things like that. Yeah. It's amazing how something like that can be made to sound like it's the most horrible thing in the world. And then if you're a politician and you're in that, you are virtuous, right? So that's what you're competing with. But we have the edge because we actually have the people. And people are a lot more powerful than money, but not if they don't hear from you. They don't hear from you. They don't know that you're there for them. And they certainly don't know your issues. Right. 
And I 100% agree. And I was struck by the comment that you made early on that they're representing someone that isn't you. If you haven't actually interacted with your represented elected official at some level, they're representing somebody other than you. And we live in a fabulous democracy, a democratic republic for which we stand, right? Like we should be actively involved in the conversation with our elected leaders, all of us. That's right. So access is the key. Now is the time to develop that and your priorities will be taken to heart again the system just if you're not part of it they don't know what you want that's right and what an incredible disconnect we have right now in society in general what lawmakers think we want versus what right. we need etc and that's across the board doesn't matter what mm-hmm. the issue is just a giant disconnect and that Absolutely. has to do with involvement too mm-hmm. i think somebody like mark twain said you know the most important part of the whole political system is the citizen, that if you don't participate, it doesn't matter that you're living under a representative government. You're not being represented. Revival Animal Health is a proud sponsor of Pure Dog Talk. Revival Animal Health understands your commitment as a dog breeder. And now's your opportunity to learn what so many breeders already know. Revival is the place to turn for all your dog breeding needs. As the pet vaccine experts, Revival is number one in selection for all your immunization needs, now with Spectra vaccines available. Breeders trust Revival to protect their moms and get their pups off to a great start. Shop Revival's complete line of breeding products from pregnancy, whelping, and newborn care to Revival's own reproductive and neonatal health brand, Breeder's Edge. And during the month of August, Visit RevivalAnimal.com and save $10 on your first order with code PUREDOGTALK. That's code PUREDOGTALK. This offer is good through the end of August. Remember, code PUREDOGTALK will save you $10 on your first order only at RevivalAnimal.com. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you to make sense out of everyday things to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box, to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. The Pure Dog Talk patrons support the work we do here by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign. In return for their generosity that keeps the MP3s rolling, patrons are invited to a private Facebook community. And that's where dog people all of us together can share, applaud, and commiserate. We have monthly after dark gatherings where we can, you know, raise a glass and provide a virtual get together for the entire group. I'm also so, 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 so excited about a very cool new feature that will be for patrons only making its debut in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout. There will be a chance available to you to sign up for the Pure Pep Talk. Pure Pep Talk is Pure Dog Talk's weekly mentoring message. Quick, upbeat, actionable tips and tools that you can use right now. Sign up today and get a ping tomorrow. Join the best community in purebred dogs. 
stop by www.puredogtalk.com. Click the box right there at the top of the page. I might add, PSPS, finally, the first of what will be many curated ebook audiobook options that is drawn from the Pure Dog Talk archives has drumroll hit the cloud. Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs is the perfect compilation for yourself, a friend, your puppy buyers, your kennel club, your 4-H club. Shop the book tab on the website and check it out. Always remember, you guys, your support adds up to a huge voice for purebred dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.